And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Today, um, I'm excited to be able to introduce um, our speaker. She's not a guest speaker, but she is going to share her heart today. Um, I'm excited to hear from, from Andrea and just what God's placed in, in her heart about not looking back, but looking forward to all that God has for us in 2021. Would you help me welcome my amazing wife, Andrea? <laughs> So I, I literally just leaned over to him and was like, I forgot the little thing to put the iPad in. So he's going to run to his office and get it. This is live, right? This is live real world stuff. And so he's going to run and get that for me. Welcome to Evangel this morning. We are so glad to have you today. I am Andrea. And um, like Ryan said, if this is your first time with us this morning, we are so blessed to have you and welcome to our online church family. Um, this morning, we're going to be looking at something that God has really been dealing with me personally. I would love to say the last few months, but it's been, when I started looking back, it's been about two decades. Have you ever been dealt with, have you ever dealt with something for about 20 years and then you realized I might have a problem? And so, um, so over the last couple months, as God's been opening up my heart to dealing with some things in my own personal walk with him, and then he realized, that he's been trying to deal with me about this for the last 20 years, I realized maybe it might be something that I need to take notice of. It might be something that I need to go ahead and stop and pause and look at. And this morning, what we're going to be looking at today, and I've entitled this message, Moving Forward. We are going to be moving forward. Let's um, say today our verse, uh, our prayer that we say together. Ryan introduced it to us two weeks ago. So it's up on the screens. Can we um, say this together? Father, as I open your word today, speak to me. May I have ears to hear, a heart to receive, and the courage to respond. In Jesus' name, amen. I love the last part. The courage to respond. How many of you know that it, it takes some courage, it's courageous to walk out the word of God in your everyday life, especially in this day and age and in this culture, which is so contrary to, thank you so much, babe, which is so contrary, isn't he sweet? Yes. <laughs> which is so contrary to the word of God to walk this out in our everyday life, not to just be hearers of the word, but doers, to put it to action. On September 11th, 2001, an event happened in our world that changed America forever. It was in that moment that my husband and I were, we was before we had kids, we were on staff with my dad, and my mom and dad are here with us today, at a church. It, it, it sparked two months of intercession. At that time, we were college pastors, and so a group of us girls, college-age girls, got together, and we began to intercede for our nation, which began an intercession for our church. 
And for about two months, we were praying at the church until about two o'clock in the morning. It was an intense, intense time with the Lord. And as we began to pray for our church, some things started happening. And in December, actually the Sunday before Christmas of December, we had a church split. We lost the entire staff and 300 people walked out of the doors. All that was left was my dad and my husband. At the time, I was actually teaching school at a local school. I was teaching history and English for a little while. And at that moment, I became the interim worship pastor. I was very young. I was about 25 years old and I'd only been married for about three years. And I remember walking up the very first Sunday of something that I felt like God had called me to do, but I didn't wanna do it in that way. And I walked up and I remember going, coming into rehearsal and on the table in front of me was a card that my dad had left. And it was Joshua and it said, be strong and courageous for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And on the back of that card, he wrote, your ministry starts today. I love you. At that moment, I thought, okay, Lord, this is what you have for us. It's a, it's a ministry, it's a, it's a moving forward. But then in January of 2002, less than a month later, Ryan and I lost our first baby. So in the span of September to January, devastation had come into my home and I was wrecked. I was full of emotions, anger, disappointment, and it quickly moved into bitterness, resentment, and unforgiveness. Friends, I was stuck. And I desperately needed to move on. How many of us want to move forward in 2021? A few months ago, I was driving home and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said, Andrea, you can't take the pain of the past 20 years into this next season. See, 2020 has taught us a lot. I don't know about you, but for me, it's taught me I don't want the hype anymore. Listen, we could do messages that get you all stirred up and I would love that. I'm an encourager. You know, I, I love to encourage people to walk the walk that God has created them and designed them to do. But I can tell you something, 2020 has put to rest any playing church hype that I ever wanted to have. It's become real. And it became real, real quick. And when the Holy Spirit spoke to me a couple months ago and he said, you can't take the past 20 years of pain into this next season, I knew I had to listen. We have so many things that we have to deal with and process about our past. We have past hurts and experiences, successes and failures. Listen, it's not just letting go of our past failures, it's letting go of the successes because we wanna take those with us, right? But God wants to do a new thing. We can't take the successes of our past and remember the way it was back then. When we walk into 2021 in this new opportunity, what will it look like? It won't look like what he did before. This morning, what the Lord has been stirring in my heart and spirit is moving forward. Now, at, there are moments of this message that will be encouraging. 
there are moments where you'll laugh and you'll be excited that you actually got up out of bed on December 27th and came to church. But for a minute, in the privacy of our own hearts, can we truly ask the Lord to help us move forward from our past? Philippians 3.13 says this, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. The New American Standard Version says it this way. It says, brethren, I do not regard myself as, le- as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting. I love that Paul didn't say, I have forgotten. He is in the process of forgetting. Because I would love to say that I wake up tomorrow morning and my entire past is forgotten. I, I've, it's done. It's gone. I, don't, I can't even recall it. But that's not what happens. We are in the process of forgetting what lies. It's a choice. Forgetting what lies behind. And I love what the verse says here because the actual word in Greek, it's an action word. The word that, that Paul uses here means reaching forward. It's an action, it's a movement. It's not stagnant. It is reaching forward to what lies ahead. It's a movement, it's a moving forward. The verse we just read says that Paul is forgetting what is behind and we know, we know that the purposeful choice is that we keep forgetting. You see, I was stuck in 2002. I was young and inexperienced, and I was taking over a music ministry for a very large church um, that was fractured. Over the next few months, the only thing I knew to do was to pour myself into the word of God. I read Isaiah so much that I had a brand new Bible, and it actually was out of my Bible. I could carry around the book of Isaiah separate from my Bible. (laughs) It was highlighted and marked, and listen, I still have it. It is my prized possession. It is a paperback praise and worship study Bible that Isaiah is now separated from. I still have the book of Isaiah because it says that we're not supposed to remove anything from the Bible. See, that was funny. But one night in my home, in the brokenness of this moment, I heard the Lord telling me to move forward. I have a, a way of, I, 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 not that I question God, but I ask him how a lot. If he tells me to do something, I want to do it. But I can't just figure out how to do it. I have to know how. And so there were a few things that he told me on my living room floor in 2002 on how to move on. And the first thing was this, 
moving forward requires repentance. In order to move forward, we have to repent for our sins. And repentance is a 180. It's a movement. It's turning from our sin to him and moving forward. And it's not just every sin, but we're going to read a verse of scripture here that there is a specific sin in each and every one of our lives that trips us up that we keep tripping over and over again. Hebrews 12:1 says this, therefore since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to live to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. There is a sin in our lives that trips us up. It's the sin that makes us say, I'm not going to do that anymore. Now, now here's this is our moment where we're going to sit alone in our heart, okay? Because I prayed and I asked the Holy Spirit to convict each and every one of us, and I have to tell you this, I was so excited. I was like, "Oh Lord, you gave me the sin of 2002, which I'm about to tell you here." And I was like, "Oh, I'm thank you for giving me that one." And then he told me what I was dealing with now that's tripping me up, and I'm about to tell you about it in just a second, and that wasn't so much fun. Did you follow all of that? And so There's a sin in our life that says, I'm not going to watch that anymore. I'm not going to say that anymore. That's the sin that trips us up. I'm not going to act that way anymore. My sin in 2002 was anger. I was angry. I was so broken and I was so hurt. I was angry. I was angry at the people that had hurt my dad. I was angry at the people that had hurt my church. And I love the church. Listen, I like to travel, but I want to wake up every Sunday morning at my home church. There, I have a pastor's heart. I love my home church. And I don't have to be standing up here. I can be sitting out there. But I want to love on people. And I know that's something that the Lord has placed in my heart. I love the church. I love watching people walk through the doors and experience the freedom that God has for them. And so someone harmed his church. It made me angry. I was angry about losing a baby. I was so hurt and I was so angry and so disappointed. And the Lord said to me, in order for you to move forward, you have to let go of that sin. The sin that was gonna trip me up from moving forward in what he had called me to do. I played basketball um, when I started when I was five years old and I played through college. I got a college scholarship and I know some of you are thinking that I'm vertically challenged, but I'm very scrappy. And so I played college basketball and the thing that I hated the most was preseason. I hate to run. I absolutely hate it. I love basketball. I hate to run. So preseason was the absolute worst. We had to run three miles and then we would have practice. And then at the end of practice, my college coach, she played at the University of Florida. That was a clue. I should have known then. She played for the University of Florida. And at the end of every practice of preseason, she would make us run sprints at the end. And she would put weights on our ankles to run at the very end, we were already tired. It had been our second practice of the day. 
We were already exhausted, but what she did was she put weights on our ankles so that way when the weights came off, we would be stronger and we would run faster. And friend, let me tell you, you don't know how fast you are or how strong you are until you allow the weight of sin to come off of you. There is a race that God has desired for you to run, that if you run it and you run it with endurance without the weight of sin tripping you up, you you will exceed your abilities. So ask yourself this question. What's weighing you down? Just in this moment, what's weighing you down? This morning as I was going over this in Ryan's office and I was thanking the Lord that, you know, I had overcome anger, and the disappointment of 2002, the Lord reminded me of a conversation that I had this morning with my parents, and he let me know that there's something in my life that's tripping me up that I need to let go of. And this was the conversation. See, I have an amazing ability to have anxiety, worry, and fear about every aspect of my life. Anyone else in this room have just an incredible ability. And so as I'm telling my parents a fear and anxiety that I have, my dad apologizes to me and says, baby girl, I'm so sorry. That's for me. And so he just had the confession right there in the middle of the living room of the fear and anxiety and worry. And this morning when I was going over this, the Lord said, don't let it trip you up, Andrea. Don't let it stop you from what I've called you to do this next year. What sin, what is weighing you down? What is keeping you running? What is keeping you from running the race that God has given you? Because I can promise you this, friends, and listen to me. God does not overlook sin. He doesn't. He forgives it. But he doesn't overlook it. He makes us deal with it and then he forgives it. What would happen if we lived a life where we were constantly in an attitude of repentance? If we were continuously repenting to the Lord and asking him to cleanse us? How light, how free, how fast, how strong would we run this race that he has set before us? The next thing that moving forward requires is the right mindset. In order for us to move forward, we have to let go of old ways of thinking. Ready for some Isaiah verses? Isaiah 55, eight. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as, high, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The Lord tells us, my ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. His are higher. His are better. His are glorious and pure. So what the Lord is calling us to do is have his mind, to have the mind of Christ, that our thought life wouldn't be old patterns, but instead we would allow the brand new thoughts of God to fill our minds. In order for us to move forward, we have to get a new mindset. We need to understand that his thoughts and his ways are different from ours. 
And he knows us, friends. He made us. Sometimes I wonder why he calls us sheep, and then I remember that it's probably that, you know, they've done studies, I guess, they're the dumbest animals on the face of the planet, and that's who we are to him. He understands us. He knows we're not going to get it right. He knows that we're, we need it spelled out, and in Isaiah 43, he tells us what he knows we're going to do. He says, do not call to mind the former things or ponder on the things of the past. Can you see it? Sitting in your recliner chair with your feet back, playing a loop movie in your mind of your past, the past decisions, the hurts, the pain, the rejection, constantly over and over and over again. The Lord knew we would do that. And he says here in Isaiah, don't do it. Don't call to mind the former things or ponder on the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. If we want something new in our life, if we want to move forward, we've got to let go of the old mindsets and the old things of the past. You see, the things of the past, it wants to play a loop in our mind. Sometimes it comes rushing in, and sometimes we choose to think about it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been on Facebook or um, maybe in a conversation with somebody and, and someone's name gets mentioned and all of the sudden you start replaying everything they said about you to you, about your family and your dog, you know, all of it. It's going over and over and over again. Have you ever had a thought where somebody said that they made a decision or they got blessed with something and then you remember how you were gonna get blessed with that but the poor decisions in your life kept you from getting it? And you begin to play that over and over and over again in your life. In 2002, I was consistently thinking about what had happened. I would sit there and think about the hurt and the pain and the rejection and the words said. I would think about the, the loss and the devastation, the child we lost. It, it wouldn't leave my mind. And I know the only reason why I got through it was because I intentionally poured myself into the word of God. It changed my mind. It renewed my mind. There's a verse of scripture, right? Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. How do we renew our mind? Through the word of God. Don't sit and call to your mind how people have treated you, how they've rejected you. And I'm not denying that it's happened. But I know we don't have to live there anymore. Which brings us to our third point. Moving forward requires forgiveness. Emotionally letting go of the movie loop of the past requires a real, true, authentic forgiveness. It requires forgiving those who have offended and rejected us. And it requires forgiving ourselves for wrong choices. About 10 years ago, I bought a Kindle book 
The purpose of buying a Kindle was the fact that on vacation, and I love going on vacation, see we have family trips that we bring our kids and then we have vacation that my kids don't come on. (laughs) Because I need to rest, I love my children. But sometimes you just wanna read a book. (laughs) Sometimes you don't wanna be asked 100,000 questions a day. And so every other year, Ryan and I have decided to, and and honestly, over the last few years, we've been able to get away every year just for a minute, rest. And a few years back, I started with a Kindle book because the thing that I love to do on vacation is read. So I would bring 10 books on vacation. Now, granted, it was only a five-day or a three-day vacation, but I would bring 10 books. And there was a reason, because number one, I could never decide what to read. And number two, one time I actually read through all three books that I brought and I didn't have any books left and we ended up in the library. And there's one thing that Ryan does not want to do on our vacation and it's go to the public library. So what we did was we bought a Kindle. And so now I can carry it with me everywhere I go and it has thousands of books. I don't have thousands of books, but you can fit thousands of books into this little Kindle. And so I'll download books and take it with me on vacation. And so as I was going through this message a couple weeks ago, I started looking through my books and I realized a very common theme that I have more books on forgiveness than anything else in my library. From years ago, there was a book called Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall. No, I for- Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness. Dad gave us that book when we walked through what we walked through with this church. Incredible book. I read it years ago. I bought it again for my Kindle. I have Jensen Franklin's book, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. I have R.T. Kendall's book, Total Forgiveness. As I'm going through all of these books and I just see this common theme of forgiveness, I was like, oh Lord, this is what you've been dealing with me over the past 20 years, is to forgive, 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 forgive. The latest book I'm reading on forgiveness helped me understand why I have so many books in my library. And it's a book by Lisa Turker since she said this, that forgiveness is a choice and a process that we choose to forgive and we walk it out. That it's a choice and a process, that we don't choose to forgive and all of a sudden we've forgiven, but we have to walk it out. The Lord told me that day in my living room on the floor, he said, if you don't forgive, you cannot come into my presence. If you do not forgive, You cannot worship me. And in that moment, the choice became very easy. I chose to forgive. It was a process. We walked it out. I had to process through the anger and the, the, I I had to process through the loss. I was angry at myself about losing a baby. And honestly, I was angry at God. I didn't understand. I didn't understand. You know, I don't know who this is for. But if you've lost a child, 
God sees your pain. And I don't know if it's someone online right now that you have miscarried a baby. God sees your pain and he is there with you. In that moment that I chose to forgive, a rushing freedom came over me. This lightness, like a weight had been lifted off of me, something I had been carrying. Forgiveness is not easy. I'm gonna pull a 2020 word. It's essential. It's essential. It is one of the foundational pieces of our faith. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of our sins. We cannot call ourselves Christ followers without embracing forgiveness. No matter how you've been hurt, and I'm not negating your pain, but if you wanna move forward in this upcoming year, you're gonna have to forgive your parents. You're gonna have to forgive your spouse. You're gonna have to forgive your kids. You're gonna have to forgive those that have been working with you. You're gonna have to forgive your pastor. You're gonna have to forgive the church. Friend, you're gonna have to forgive yourself. In order for us to move forward into this next season, I don't wanna take the things of the past. I want to be forgetting them. I want to have forgotten them. I want to reach forward to what is ahead. I don't wanna allow sin or old mindsets or unforgiveness to keep me from everything God has for me this upcoming year. It doesn't mean perfection. We learned that at the end of 2019. 2020 has been a year for the books. It doesn't mean that 2021, that when the clock strikes and everything starts, it's gonna be amazing. But I am believing God for this one word. The word that he gave me the Saturday after Thanksgiving when we were driving back here to Evangel. And he told me that I needed to let go of 20 years of the past. And he said, your word, Andrea, for next year is opportunities. I have opportunities for my people to be the salt and light of the earth. But we cannot carry the hurts of our past into those opportunities because friends, the ones that we're gonna come in contact with have more pain than we do. They are hurting worse than we are because they don't know the loving savior that we know. So in order for us to embrace and grab a hold of the opportunities that the Lord has for us this next year, we can't take the hurt. We can't take the pain. We can't take the past. We can't take the sin that trips us up or the mindsets that keep us bound. 
and we can't walk in unforgiveness. When Colossians 3.13 says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Amen. We must forgive because I don't know about you, but I have been forgiven much. I have nailed my sin on the cross of Christ and he paid a price that I could not pay. So who would I be if I held on to that pain and if I held on to that unforgiveness when I have been forgiven so much? This morning, as we end in prayer, I'm gonna ask you today, right where you're seated, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're dealing with the sin that is tripping you up, if you are dealing with an old mindset that is playing your past in your mind over and over and over again, or maybe there's someone that you need to forgive, if today you feel held back from moving forward, I'm gonna ask you to do something pretty bold. No one's looking around, but I'm gonna ask you to stand where you're at. And I want you to know I am standing right now. That I want to move forward. If that's you today, stand. Those of you that are home, stand where you're at at home. Take a bold step, a movement forward that you are not gonna allow the enemy to steal one more day from you. You are not gonna allow the enemy of your souls to steal the opportunities and the vision and the dreams and the places that God has for you to go this upcoming year. So Heavenly Father, just lift your hands. Heavenly Father, we surrender to you today. We surrender, Lord, our past, and we ask you to help us to forget it. Lord, we ask you to remove the sin that so easily entangles us and trips us up. That, Lord, you would give us the ability to have new mindsets and new thought processes and the mind of Christ. And Lord, today, Give us the grace and the ability to forgive those that have wronged us. And Lord, help us today to forgive ourselves for our choices. And Lord, help us to take one step forward in moving forward to the life that you have called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. What a challenging word this morning. Yeah, give it up. You know, I was thinking as she was kind of ending there, I don't know if you've ever seen the, the sketch drawing picture of Jesus and the little girl and the teddy bear. But there's a picture that you can find if you Google that, Jesus, teddy bear, little girl. That should get you in the right spot. Um, but there's a picture of Jesus kneeling down 
and behind, with one hand behind his back, he has this massive teddy bear. And in the other hand, he's reaching out to this little girl and the little girl's holding on to this really tiny teddy bear. And she says, but I love it. And his response is, is basically, if you could only see what I have for you. And I think that that, I think that's an amazing symbol of what our lives look like as we begin to step into a new year. That Jesus has this exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think kind of promise and expectation for our lives. And so many times we hold on to the little teddy bears of anxiety or unforgiveness or hurt or pain or control, right? And we hold on to that tight. And Jesus is like, if you only knew, if you only knew. Friend, I think the challenge for all of us as we begin to look forward is, is what's, what's in our life that's holding us back from all that God has for us? And will we be courageous enough to let it go and to give it to him and to be a receiver of all that he has for us this year? Church, before we go today, I want to I wanna mention one reminder about our fast that's going to be starting January 4th. We'll talk about it next Sunday. want to also encourage you to be here next Sunday. Uh, Brother Tommy Moore, our district superintendent, is going to be here for our rescheduled installation service. And so he's going to be, he's going to be preaching and he's going to be talking some about what it means for a church to go through a transition as we have under 18 amazing years under Pastor Terrell and then transition positioning as we've come in and he's going to he's going to unpack that a little bit there's a lot involved in pastoral transitions especially when when you're following somebody that has been here so faithfully and so long and so it's going to be amazing sunday uh, next week and uh, then want to remind you that starting january the 10th we're kicking off a new series called this is us and we're going to unpack um, what the future looks like for us, Evangel Church, moving forward in 2021. We're going to talk about our vision. We're going to talk about our values. We're going to talk about what ministry looks like for us in the upcoming year or two years. And so you don't, if you can't be in here in person, you definitely want to tune in online and to, uh, to be a part of that. And we'll have some stuff that we're going to, we're going to give away as well. Before we go, just want to remind you that um, that you can give uh, online if you're worshiping through live stream, that um, you can give online. Uh, you can also, if you're here in person and you want to give today, you can do that online or you can drop your donation in one of the offering uh, boxes, the black ones on the walls uh, as you go out today. Uh, today's the last day for our legacy offering, um, which is all about... Uh, taking the vision and moving it forward exponentially. And so if you're looking for an opportunity to sow into the lives of our kids and teenagers this next year, that would be through our legacy offering. You can write that on any donation that you're giving. You can also, if you give online, you can click the drop down for legacy offering. Our kind of statement around our kids and teens is we want to reach them before we have to rescue them. We want to reach them before we have to rescue them. 
How many of you know that uh, it doesn't take much for our kids to get tangled in, in the world and headed down the wrong path? And uh, oftentimes, by the time they get down that road, uh, it takes a whole lot more effort and work, and sometimes they're unreachable at that point. And so what if... We invested in our kids and teens ministry here at church so that we were able to pour into them before they got tangled into the world, right? And so you can help us to be able to move this forward exponentially by, by giving in this legacy offering. Listen, it's not about who gives the most. It's about all of us participating and being a part and just saying, Holy Spirit, what would you have me give? And maybe it's 20 bucks, maybe it's 50, maybe it's more, but just participate, just be a part of this offering as we sow into the next generation. And then we just appreciate your faithfulness, your continued faithfulness and giving. This has to be one of the most generous churches that, that I've ever been a part of. And as we end the year, we're going to, we know we're going to end the year strong financially. And that's because of us partnering together and being faithful in our giving. So why don't you stand with us today and I want to dismiss us as we go. Father, we thank you for your presence here today. We thank you, God, for your word. Lord, we know that your word is designed to change us for the better in our lives. And so today, Lord, as we hear about reaching forward, forgetting what is behind, Lord, Father, I pray that you would give us the strength to let go of the things that we're holding on to in order for us to be able to reach into the future of all that you have for us. Lord, I pray your hand of blessing upon your people, those that are here today, those that are watching online. Father, I pray that you would protect them and keep them safe. I pray that your favor would rest upon them. I pray, Lord, that you would restore relationships and, 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 and marriages, Lord. I pray that you would restore relationships between kids and parents. Lord, I pray that this next year, Lord, that we could put 2020 in our rearview mirror and that, Father, we can walk in the promises of you in this next year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Listen, we love you guys. Have an amazing, amazing new year, and we'll see you next Sunday, January 3rd. Take care. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.